Ladies and gentlemen, we are on the heels of Duper Bowl weekend, and that was the Lombardi reprise because let me tell you, Duper Bowl weekend did not disappoint. We had two Duper Bowl games. They were both the duperest of Duper Bowls. Um, they were the leasterest of the least, the least esterist that the NFC least had to offer to everyone. One primetime Thursday night game. It was the only game on. The other one, just in the mix of Sunday. We got Connor here, and do we have a show for y'all? Connor, how are you feeling? I am feeling mediocre. Um, I will say, last week, it did prove that the NFC least reigns supreme. Oh, man, did it. They are just... It's it pales in comparison, and as you already know, I actually made it my chore today to I, because you know we always talk about like the 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 NFC least overall stats, so talking about completion percentages and stuff like that. I went ahead and built a Google Sheets, and it kind of had all of that and had each team has has everything, and then I even took it so far as to compare it with all the other divisions. Now they only got, I think, four categories, but yeah, we we have all of that. So Connor, and we'll get to that later. But Connor, let's go ahead and jump into the first Duper Bowl game. We had the the Thursday night special, and <laughs> not like not like the Sunday night special or the thirty two no. special. This was no. the face plant special. That was yes. the battle between two derps. You had the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. Connor, you got these game stats for us. <sighs> Painfully, I do. Um, Philly won 22-21. to 21. Uh, Last week, I don't remember. We didn't predict that number. No. But we did predict really odd scores, something like 18-17 yes. to 17 or something. We were pretty close, all said and done. Like I think we were within about five points for each team. And it was a dumb score, just like we thought it would be. Um, really, it hurts because I once again let my guard down and thought maybe the Giants are going to win this game. They look like they're probably going to pull it out. <sighs> hey, and you then, weren't alone in thinking that. At one point, I was then, like, oh, man. Because we were so close to everyone in the division having – Two wins at most. We were so close. And we're still there. It's just we would have been all within half a game of the lead. And it's oh. disturbing. And even now, the Giants are still a game and a half out. And they're the lowest ranked team in the division. It's disgusting. But anyway. It's anybody's division. Yes. Anyone can have it. No one seems to want it. Um, your boy Carson Wentz. He had a pretty good night, all said and done, in uh, really anti-least fashion. 25 of 43, so a solid completion percentage. 359 yards, two touchdowns, and that one pick. So really dragging our uh, total picks to touchdowns ratio down. But, you know, he could only he could only try and give it away so many times. I realize yeah. the Giants are not the team who's going to take have a lot of takeaways. 
Well, um, the Eagles, the Eagles, I mean, I think this game proved that one of our theories, right, where we, we said, you know, it could kind of be a shootout. And I think for what it was, it kind of was in the sense that there was very little defense um, on both sides. <laughs> and so it's like, at the end of the day, in, in least terms, it wasn't anything, you know, it, it didn't help the NFC least case as far as getting more interceptions and touchdowns, yada, no. yada, yada. But, but it was two bad teams. And so sometimes... You have good stats coming out of those games, so yeah. I mean, it's 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 like you said, it was a shootout, but both both guns were those pop those uh, pop bottle guns. You remember those? <laughs> yeah, where you filled up the little cap cap guns. That's really what mm-hmm. they were called, I think. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a shootout, but everyone just had cap guns, so it really didn't hurt anybody. But it, it, we were shooting. Yeah, we. Were. Um, on the other side, Daniel Jones, twenty of thirty, so. I mean, a really solid, what would that be, 66% completion. Yeah. 187 yards. That means he never pushed the ball down the field. Ever. Not with his arm, at least. No. Uh, Two touchdowns, one pick. He, once again, he had four carries for 92 yards. Should have had four carries for 100 yards. Um, But he let the fear set in. If anyone hasn't seen the clip, of Daniel Jones running the read option, fooling everyone because who thinks Daniel Jones is going to take off on you? He breaks into the open. It's all his. And if you go back and look at it, chasing him is Evan Ingram. As he sees that Daniel Jones breaks open, he lifts up a finger in the air like, yeah, we're number one. And then you see even further back, I think it's a couple linemen, they both simultaneously raise up the one finger. like, Yeah, we're going to do it. And then you see Daniel Jones's arms start a flailing. He's leaning forward. He's leaning forward, and and you see all three of those guys that lifted up one all of a sudden spread their arms wide like what? No! And Daniel Jones falls. So what do you what do you think? I actually pulled up the clip. It's uh, so so just we can get the audio. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have, but. I kind of want to relive it, and I know you probably don't, but uh... please, I deserve it. <laughs> From the twelve, Jones keeps gets a block, takes off, oh, and man. he is gone. Trying to stay upright, he trips. So he he called him gone at about the forty. <laughs> okay, that's enough. <sighs> he. he he called it, and he is gone at about the forty. And then, uh, and then twenty yards yeah, later, yeah. he loses. He remembers he's playing for the Giants. Uh-huh. And then, what's even worse than that? I believe it was twenty-one to seventeen. No, that wouldn't be right. Twenty-one fifteen, maybe. No. Uh, it, it was whenever it was pretty close. Like okay. within one touchdown, there were about four minutes left. Giants had the ball, third and five. Uh, play action, and Daniel Jones throws it deep down the sidelines to Evan Ingram, who I have hated since we drafted him. I have thought that he has been nothing more than a piece of wet garbage that Hobo tries to write on, but his finger that he tried to use to write actually pushed through the cardboard, so now it's worth not even a Hobo sign. He reaches his hands out to catch the ball, and it just goes straight through his fingers. And then he Mm -hmm. never dove. He never tried. He just looked up like, oh, man, we were that close. And then 
they lost. Yep. It was, uh, so I found, I found this fun little thing on the tab. When you look at the score of a game on NFL.com where it's, gives, it, it, it goes highlights stats and then insights. So obviously the Danny Dud run, which is the run of, I mean, the year so far in terms of NFC least accomplishments, uh, his 80 yard rush in the third quarter was the longest by a QB who didn't score on the play since at least 1975. That man made history. I like how they don't even know the exact no. thing since the last time it happened. No, it they don't. It's at least 75. At least. It could be longer, though. That is the best least stat ever. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. That's not an NFC Lee stat, so I'm not going to cite it. Uh, there was another stat that was about Carson that, um, wow. Yeah, that adds up. So, yeah, I don't really know if I have anything else I want to say about this game. If you have more things and insights to throw into this game, I'm all ears. I got nothing. I should have watched the debate, I guess. Um, and that pains me to say to my very core. This was this was definitely the oh hey I don't have to watch the debate because there, there's actually some football on and then you turn it on and go oh uh, I'll maybe, watch the debate <laughs> maybe I should just watch DJT against Joey B honestly maybe from- I should watch Donnie from Queens battle with Biden who's Scranton mean maybe I should just <laughs> do that because this it has to be better than this oh it was so bad um, only things I have to add are other highlights. Uh, the Eagles, it was 10-7 Eagles, and they missed a 29-yard chip shot wide left, and they were on the right hash, so hooked it oh, real hard. Very real good. Hard. Very it good. Did. Carson Wentz doesn't know how to throw the ball away properly, and he illustrated that when he was scrambling to the sideline. He threw it up, but it was still in bounds and in the end zone and like three yards over thrown by on his receiver and there was a safety in the corner and the corner goes oh i'll snag that because it's still in bounds so that was fun and then but i mean it was really just all in all just a real mess of a game everything everything you would expect everything Everything. you hope for uh we actually yo we can't we can't not mention this uh you and i actually even played just a little uh sipping drinking game with this this in NFC least fashion. So it, I believe it was turnovers, sacks. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Like missed field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, drop um, catch. Fumble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blatant drops. And then so Evan Ingram. <laughs> and then fumbles because, you know, you could get fumbles back. So uh, I think that stat, though, about the first since at least 1975 is going to be our stat of the game for Duke oh, yes. number one by yes. far. I mean, that's the play of the game. No questions it really asked. Is. Mm. Yep. Only other highlight would be that we do have some cornerbacks who like to be in position to, you know, still make the tackle when a ball is thrown to Golden Tate or anybody for that matter. And, you know, decide I'm just going to kind of let go of you. And you can waltz into the end zone. But well, they last so. second realize that they're pacifists mm-hmm. and don't want to hit anyone. I mean, that's against exactly. their code. Exactly. So I can respect that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, but I, but I think that, I mean, I don't think there's much else more we can say on this game. 
no, I think I think that's a good wrap for this game. So Duper Bowl number one, that wraps it up. We we had quite the show. And actually, for what it's worth, I'll say this. It was a good good game in terms of it was back and forth. There were scoring, and there was at least that factor. Ignore that it's two okay. bad teams, right? No, it was not a good game. It was a close game. Yes, thank you. Thank there you is the a question. difference. Close game. That's what I was looking for. I couldn't come up with it. It was a close game still. So there was yes, one aspect was a of, close game. of of almost a good football game there. So exactly. let's move on to the other game, which was not even close nor good, and nope. but was everything you would expect from an NFC least Duper Bowl, especially on Duper Bowl weekend. And that was the once crown jewel known as America's team still trying to desperately cling on to that title of beauty pageant queen versus the team that has everything stripped away, including its name. And then all, all that ha- it has left is team. That is all that they've got left. And that's all that they have to hold on to. We've got old bones versus bare bones. The Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington football team. Connor. Give us, give us the rundown. Well, it turns out this was a total route by football team. I mean, they won 25-3. I think, if I remember right, because this game was on in our area. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> I think the Cowboys scored first. I think they had that first uh, field goal. No, no. Mm-mm. Is that wrong? Let me pull up the highlight reel and get that I going. I hope that's wrong. It's definitely because... wrong because what happened was <laughs> – so <I'm... laughs> Oh, no. What was – no, the first score was the safety. First score was the safety, and I second remember, score was yes. then a touchdown. Then because guess touchdown what? off that safety. Because yeah. then you get the ball back. So Yeah, but, yeah that's what yeah, it was. But I remember. It was an interesting sequence from the get-go because – that safety was prefaced by a fourth and goal failed. Not uh-huh. not, not only you were at the one, then uh-huh. they, they did a QB sneak, fourth and goal. The worst QB sneak. A terrible QB sneak. They, QB, he did it like he was a plush doll. Like he, his muscles weren't <laughs> functioning, right? And I was like, man, get a push. Don't you have legs? And then, But not only did he just fail, he then fumbled it too. I mean, it was a turnover anyways, yeah. but insult to injury at that point, uh-huh. right? Fumble it. And then Dallas was like, sweet, let's go. JK, you guys wanna you guys wanna make this interesting? Um yep. we can one up you and I'll fumble the ball it back into the end zone. They they had gotten off the yep. one yard line. If you didn't watch this game, I don't fault you, but just to give you the info, right, for the listeners' sake, they 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 didn't get safety because oh, they were backed up on the one or the two. They got to like no. the 12 and he and he yep. got sacked in the pocket, strip sack, and the ball bounced back to the end zone. Talk about incredible. But sorry, didn't mean to No, no, I'm glad you corrected line. me. I could not I just I guess I put that safety out of my head. Is I remember I see it all now. Oh yeah. Um anyway, after the safety, Dallas decided we can kick a field goal. This will get us back in the game. And then they never scored again. <laughs> and the real drama of it all, our favorite son, the Red Rifle, who may have been the best QB in the division, it might have went Dak, and then after Dak went down, it might have went Red Rifle. He has fallen on one of the more vicious, pretty dirty helmet to sliding quarterback's helmet hits. And none of his teammates even came to his defense. Like, he he slid, got helmet to helmet, got knocked out unconscious, clearly. 
Like you could tell he was out immediately. Oh, he was so out. And all of his teammates just stood there like that man didn't just, you know, try and missile kill your quarterback. They just all looked at him like, oh, man, what happened to Andy? (laughs) It was kind of like the South Park moment. Like, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. Yeah, exactly. And then go about your day. Back next episode. And no, no, he was not. And he he may not. Oh. Yeah, he left the game and then enters who can I can only assume probably won't actually be their starter next week. But oh, I no. really hope he is. Oh. It is the one, the only Ben Denucky. Denucky! And for those of you keeping track at home, there is no chance that's how you actually pronounce his name. Oh, it's completely I wrong. Dave Vincenzo, Da Vinci, whatever. It's all the same. Denucky, though. Denucky it is. Uh, Mainly because he capitalizes the N in Denucky. So I I just have to assume I put a lot of emphasis on that. Mm -hmm. That's what those of you that don't know about Denucky, he is a quarterback. He was born in Hotlanta. (laughs) He then went to high school and played for Pine Richland, which. Mm -hmm. For those of you who aren't familiar with the area and the high schools up there, that is in Gibsonia, Pennsylvania. No, none of this is made up. Mecca of the Rust Belt football teams. I'm fairly certain. Um, After that, he went to college at James Madison, which I'm only 50% sure isn't just some dude's house. Right. It wasn't just him in the archives of James Madison's house. Yeah the founding father at the museum, just spending four years every day going there. Yep. Very possible. Mm -hmm. Um, He was the seventh round pick uh, for the Cowboys pick number 231. So um, I I don't know if it's too early to say this, but I might be getting Tom Brady vibes. Ah. Man, you know, late my... round pick. He doesn't yeah. look like any sort of athlete. He's not impressive and ends up being the best ever. I'm just, you know, might be too early, might not be. I just want it to be on everyone's radar, really. I think it's only fair that we do that. I mean, if you want to, we can go through the list of college achievements and um, with a bunch of made up acronyms that I am reading from and not just saying off the top of my head. AFCA first team All American, because that's a real thing. CAA, AFCA. Yeah. Okay. American Football Conference America. Yeah. I know not, that one. Like I said, not real. CAA Offensive Player of the Year 2019. Okay. Also, sure. not real. First team all CAA, third team all CAA, um, and then the other ones don't matter because it's high school. And so, do I? I can only assume the CAA is the vaunted California Athletic America. Yes. So, fairly certain that's what that one is too. I've heard of several of Whatever. these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely at the yeah, it's at the uh, imaginary conference conference. Yes. Held every year. In yeah. uh, in Tampa, Florida, it's actually not in, oh, it's Tampa. in Tampa. It's in the trailer park next to Tampa, but yeah, yeah, you know the one. It's Florida, Man, Florida man one, two, and seven live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, so the Red Rifle did have one pick 
was nine and nineteen before he went down. Guns a blazing. Uh, was two of three, 39 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He really, he was there and we're all glad he was. Question. What point in the game did, did, do you remember what point did the red rifle go down? I believe it was third quarter, but I could be wrong. I think, I think it was either second or third. Let me see. I'm watching the highlight. Oh, Danucky just came in and it's like seven minute ish in the third quarter. Um, he only threw the ball three times from the seven minute mark in the third quarter. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just wanted uh, to be clear on that. Make sure we're all on the same page. So carry yeah. on uh, on the other side. We have Kyle Allen, who is just really upsetting everyone. 15 to 25, 194 yards, two touchdowns and not a single pick. What does he think he's doing? Like seriously. Look, I, I feel, and after watching this game, I definitely felt a vibe from Kyle Allen that he does want to succeed in NFC least fashion. I kind of he think does, so. I think but right. I think Dallas wants to not let him succeed in an NFC least, or, or or actually they don't want to play defense that much more. And so, because it, it was a this game was a battle of attrition. I don't know if you saw this stat, but um, I saw it at some point where it was the worst offense in Washington Football Team versus the worst defense in the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, these are league wide stats here and where if they weren't the worst, uh, they were in, they were the worst by all metrics, except like one in the categories that they showed. And so this was definitely like a who's who of the worst here. What's worse, yes. our defense or your offense. And the defense definitely showed up to prove their yeah. point today. Yeah, they did. They did. Very impressive. So I don't, I'm just saying that to say, I don't put all of it on Kyle Allen because it's really hard not to, uh, not to lease it up when the defense is doing everything in their power to, to, to let you not lease it up. If that's not yeah. a confusing enough oh, yeah. sentence for you. No, I, I, I get it completely. And the thing is Kyle Allen, he really did his, his leasing doesn't exactly show up on the stat sheet. Right. It's just more of an intangible locker room presence kind of guy. Yeah, His leasing is the kind of leasing that says, hey, we're on the one putting the ball in my hands to do a QB sneak. Biggest mistake of your life because I'm yeah, I'm not I'll only going to not yards. get there, I'm going to fumble it too. Mm-hmm. So yep. just to make sure that we absolutely don't get the ball back. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have anything else to say on this game? Uh, just that the highlight reel – so if you know you go on YouTube and you type yeah. in so and so versus so and so, and it gives you the highlight. You know it's usually a ten-ish minute video, give or take. Well, this one, and usually you know it ends in the last minute or two or two minutes. The last highlight, according to you know whoever makes these videos, sure. The highlight video ends at three and a half minutes in the fourth with Dallas getting sacked. Whew. I don't know that I've ever seen a highlight reel end. I mean, I probably aren't watching the ones that do end that way, but still (laughs) that has to be, that has to be close to Danny Dud record setting stuff. You know, it's gotta be, Oh my gosh. As far as being one of the fastest highlight reels or the earliest ending, like the last highlight of that game was at the three and a half minute mark. That's impressive. Yeah, it is. is that is okay. impressive. Well, then, real quick, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take you on a little tangent in my brain today. Yes. Um, what I have here is I ranked the quarterbacks in the division, the current quarterbacks, 
Okay. From least to most likely to die first in a horror movie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I'll just start it off. Our least likely to die first in this division, I think has to be Carson Wentz. Now, okay. he's not going to die first, but obviously he's going to die. But oh, it's yeah. probably going to end up near the end of the movie, so he can kind of you know look like a hero in classic only play the fourth quarter type of way. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. So like he somehow strags this ragtag group all the way to the end, and then they all die. And it's real sad, and then you roll credits. It's like that moment of like, oh, they're getting away. And then actually the villain shows up, you know, they, they actually went in a big circle and they're right back at the beginning of this whole sequence. And precise now. And, and, oh, we're all going to get chopped up. Imminent doom. I like it. You're good. Okay. We'll move on to number three. That's Kyle Allen. He is so bland, so boring that halfway through the movie, you look up and think, wait, the cool dude got the cool dude and that weird chick both died early in this movie, but this boring sack and nothing is still alive. And then he dies off screen and is never heard from again. Like you don't even see him die in this slasher film. He just dies off screen. They're like, Oh, what happened to Kyle? Oh, he went down that hill and they got him. And you're like, okay, I guess we'll move on. That's how boring it is. He won't be first, but he won't like make it near the end. He's not going to pretend to make it all the way. He's just not even going to die on screen. It's terrible. Right. So, number two, we got our boy, Daniel Jones. Mm. He's one who might die first, but I kind of get the vibes now, especially, that he's going along just fine. And then, you know, maybe he just barely snuck away from danger. He just, he almost died. But then you think he's in the clear. Maybe he breaks away on an 80-yard run. And then all of a sudden he trips and falls down some stairs and dies. The monster doesn't even kill him. He just dies to his own lack of ability. And then number one, I don't think we have a choice. It's the weird fraternal twins, Andy and Danucky. Right out of the gate, they go off alone, hang out together and work on their weird Star Trek horror movie fan fiction. And then they kind of look around and realize, oh, no, we're in a battered down old cabin in the woods that's inside a cemetery that's surrounded by a haunted corn maze that's in the hills and is laying over an ancient Native American burial ground. And then they die first. That's what sets off everyone else to go looking for these two weirdos like, yeah, they're weird, but we got to find them. And then you find their bodies and then that sets off the whole rest of the movie. And right there you on. have it. Well, that was wonderful. That was everything I could have <laughs> hoped for and more. I didn't know what to I listeners, I didn't know what was gonna go on. The only heads up I got was Connor said, Hey, I'm a I'm a I'm gonna go off today. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Just have at it, man. It's NFC lease, right? There's no no holds bar, right? Like it's anybody's game. So uh, who am I to sit here and be like, oh, no, we need to do this structure. Like we're talking about the NFC least here, folks. Come on. Let's not kid ourselves. Before we move on to the next segment of today's show, I wanted to make sure and remind you that you can always get in contact with the show. And it is encouraged to send in your thoughts, comments, recommendations. And there's actually now another way to do that. So not only can you email 
theramblingviking at gmail.com. But now you can text in because I know I realize, you know, sometimes email emails kind of gotten bogged down. Right. And so I was like, I wonder if I can make a text line. And so we got a text line. It is 580-789-9258. And you can text in your thoughts, comments, recommendations, whatever have you, and uh, give us your thoughts on the show. Now, just want to do that quick little plug. Now back to the show. And next up, we're going to talk about the stats of the NFC least. So they actually, you know, we've been tracking them as uh, as the season has gone on and as this has turned into a full-blown series that we're doing here at the NFC least. And so I finally decided, all right, since it's, you know, we're seven weeks in and I'm like, all right, this is, this is real, right? You know, first couple weeks it was, is this going to be a thing? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, you know, it could just be a fluke and then teams start picking up and it's not the NFC least. Well, no, it is very much the NFC least. So I've now compiled it into a nice spreadsheet and I can easily update and we'll update each week. And uh, we've got each team's stats and then the totals and or and or averages, depending on what stat line we're looking at as a division. And I even just in just in case you were like me and I thought, okay, really, how bad can they be? Like, are they that bad compared to all the other divisions or any other division? I compiled every other division's basic win loss stats or winning percentage and their net points to compare it to the NFC least. And let me tell you, they very much are the least. So first and foremost, I want to walk through now, because now it's official, right? I'm not just reading off the cuff. Let's walk through all of our categories. It's going to sound like a lot, but it's really not. So you have wins, losses, ties, your win percentage, net points, completion percentage. You have touchdowns, interceptions, sacks, sack yards, passer rating, fumbles, fumbles lost, penalties, penalty yards, and then turnover ratio. Those are going to be all of our categories. And like I said before, for the other divisions, it was going to be, I, w- I still wouldn't be finished if I was trying to do any of those other stats combined because I would have to do each team and then add them all together. So we're doing wins, losses, ties, win percentage, and net points. So let's walk through this, right? We're going to, we're going to talk about as a total, and then we're also going to highlight each uh, who, which, which NFC least team is leading that category. Now this is the NFC least. So let's not forget what we mean by leading, right? We're looking at the worst or the least of these. Okay. So wins, everybody has two wins, except the giants. They're the leaders with one win as, as a whole, our win loss record or record as a division is seven and 19. So feeling pretty good. We are way under 500. We're actually, oh, 719 and one. I always, always forget it. 719 and one puts us at 26.8% win percentage. So feeling real, real good down in the dumps. And, you know, as I mentioned before, you say, okay, is it really that bad? Well, I averaged up the wins and losses of every other division as a whole. And the average, the league average is 14 and 12. And so that's a... That is a difference of seven in the wins category, seven game difference. And then they obviously don't have any ties, but, and then win percentage, the average win percentage, every other division combined is 54.3% over double the NFC lease. That is a difference of 27.5%. 
And uh, so, I mean, the numbers really speak for themselves. And side note, only two other divisions, technically three, but I round up because it's 48.8%. Only two other divisions are really below 500, right? That is the AFC East and the AFC South. And they are at 38.7% and 44.7%. So only all but one division is even under 40% to think about it. So you, you know, when you want to talk about is the NFC least really the least? Yes. When we talk historic levels of bad as a division, you know, one of the worst divisions, potentially worse than the 1975 AFC central, we mean it. We weren't playing around and then net points, obviously. So the, the NFC least net points total is they are a minus 184 as a whole with Dallas leading that category now at minus 67. They've really taken the charge, taken it upon themselves to be the, to really dive into this NFC least lifestyle. And to put it into perspective, all the other divisions combined or um, averaged out, they are a plus 20. So that's a difference of negative 204. And only two divisions, you guessed it, are actually in the negatives. That's the AFC East and South. Negative 103, negative 40. And the negative 103 is really in large part due because due to the Jets being in that division. And they're, they're really solely, they are the bottom of the barrel team because usually the bottom of the barrel division doesn't necessarily have the bottom of the barrel team. They are the tank team of the year so far with no wins and doing absolutely horrible. So moving on, let's, you know, completion percentage, right? We are just under the league average at 62.4%. And before I get too deep into this, I do want to say I've we backtracked a little bit. You know, last week we decided to not include Dwayne Haskins or Dak Prescott in our cumulative stats moving forward. However, I've had a change of heart. And as I was filling this out and was saying, no, I mean, Dak played the first like five weeks, right? Six weeks, I guess. Dwayne only played the first couple weeks, but I want, I do want to have them as a whole. And even though Dak was anti-least and Dwayne even on, on some extent, but he, I just think he didn't get enough playing time to really start leasting hard. We're going to, we're going to include them in. So if you notice, there's a slight change in some of these stats, like touchdowns, interceptions, et cetera. That's why, or passer rating, you know, it's gone up since last week, even though they really haven't done better. So, um, 62.4% completion percentage as a division, just under league average of 63 and the Eagles, they take the lead on this one at 58.6%. So they are sub 60 right now. Nobody else is sub 60. The Eagles are really leading the charge. They're the anchor for that category. Now the giants though, come in when it's, when it's time to look at touchdowns, the giants are like, look, we're not about that. I mean, Daniel Jones is like, look, I'm not about that passing or running, you know, am I right? <laughs> and so they they lead the, the division with five touchdown passes. And as a whole, we have 33. Now we are positive now because we've included those stats. So we're 30, our touchdown interception ratio is 33 to 28. So not great, right? Not what we want as the NFC least. We are right now uh, what I would consider to be a negative five in that category, right? Most people say it's plus five, but uh, for the least purposes, it is negative five. Now, the Eagles are leading the charge. They are at, uh, I guess you want to call it 500, or they are at a, they're at a one-to-one ratio, 10 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, right? So first team into double digits, but Dallas 
and the Giants are hot on their trails at seven each. So the Eagles lead the next couple categories too. So we look at sacks, right? As a whole, we're almost at triple digits. I think, if not this week, but in the next two weeks, we're going to have we're going to have triple digits in sacks. We're at 94 right now. We only need six more to hit triple digits. The Eagles are leading that charge again with 28 sacks. They've been sacked. And that's not like that's how, just in case we're getting confused, that is how many times they have been sacked, not how many sacks their defense has gotten, right? We're looking at least statistics here, right? So that's the perspective and the angle we're coming from. And then sack yards, the Eagles also lead with 190. And in total, though, we're at 631. And uh, Connor mentioned this off mic, but I asked him, because we were looking at this, I asked him, you know, how long do you think it'll be before we hit 1,000 sack yards? And he he gave it four weeks. I'm going to take the under on that, I think, within four weeks, because we need, you know, we need 370, 69 yards, technically, um, worth of sacks. And so I, th- I think we can do that in three weeks. I mean, between four teams... You're only talking four teams, and that's you know through three weeks. That's only 120 sack yards, so that's you know 40, or yeah, that's 30 yards per team per week, and we can get that. So no problem, right? Uh, passer rating combined 81. So we're a B minus. If this was physical science in middle school, we'd be at a B minus right now. Not happy with that. Would love to drop it lower into the 70s, be even um, low 70s. But let's, I mean, we'll at least get to around that 75 mark. We'll be doing it. And that's in part due to Dak and then also Danucky having, uh, because he only threw the ball three times, he had something like a 105 passer rating. So it's kind of silly. It shouldn't count. They shouldn't, passer rating shouldn't be measured if you're like under five passes, right? Because at that point it's like, you're not even really passing there. There are receivers who have more, more passes than that. And that's just because they run trick flight, trick plays like reverse passes and stuff and stupid stuff like that. Right? Like, come on, the Philly special and stuff. Uh, but the giants have a narrow lead with an average passer rating of 73.7. The Eagles though are hot on their heels with 74.3. And then Washington and Dallas need to get it together. Washington's in the 80s, Dallas in the 90s, not okay. Now, fumbles. Now, the next, the last five categories, Dallas is absolute demolishing it. They've absolutely taken the lead, taken command of. A couple of them are close, but a couple of them aren't even close. So, fumbles, right? Dallas leads with 14. We have 47 as a division. Now, fumbles lost. Dallas has nine, and we have 26. As a division, that puts us at just over 50%, we're 55% on with our uh, fumbles lost percentage. If you, I don't know, I don't even know what to call that, but with basically it's saying on average, we fumble the ball, one of our teams fumbles the ball, we lose the ball. Uh, penalties, we're at 157 yards in total or sorry, 157 penalties. Dallas has a narrow lead with 45. And then yards, we are 1239, doing real good. We're up in the thousands, feeling real good about that. Dallas, another narrow lead, 359. Now, turnover ratio is where Dallas really takes the cake. They have a minus 13. And the next closest is the Eagles with a minus five. In total, the division is at minus 23 when you put all that together. So feeling real good. I mean, really, really just leasting hard and as hard as we can. And I think these numbers really speak for themselves. Like nobody's leasting harder 
than the NFC least right now. And then some other fun facts that I've, I either caught from the broadcast or just here and there is, or things to note, I guess, is the Cowboys. They, I mean, they've really bought in by going down two QBs. I know it's injury related, but they're down to a third string QB. The Eagles just maintain their prowess as leading injury prone team in the league. Um, Daniel Dudd is lead, he's still the Giants' leading rusher, and now with that big run, he's he's got a hundred plus yards on the next man. They're starting running back. He has almost three hundred yards on the season, so pretty incredible stuff. And of course, Washington—they have no name but team. Washington also has the worst offense in the league, and that's about it. The Cowboys have the worst defense in the league. The Eagles don't play until the fourth quarter, and the Giants are tied for second worst win percentage in the league right now. They would be the worst, but the Jets still haven't won. Uh, more stats like that. So Dallas is second worst point differential in the league right now. And Zeke leads the league in fumbles with four. So really doing big things over there. Zeke's embraced it. I mean, we talked about the curse of the tattoo before tattoo and potentially the haircut. Then the Eagles, Jake Elliott, he is the third worst kicker in the league right now. He's missing field goals left and right, which is unprecedented for him, but I'm proud of him at the same time. Really working to switch things up and dive into this least mindset. They also have the third fewest passing touchdowns. So, I mean, just all around, really, really trying to keep those numbers low. The Giants have the third worst completion percentage as a whole. And then obviously Washington has no name, but team. So that that's going to include this week's stats and updates for the NFC least. And we're, we're going to keep updating this week to week, but uh, they really just speak for themselves. And this really shed a light on, I mean, not only uh, no, what better time than Super Bowl weekend to really dive into these. And so, but now we've got this whole thing. We'll keep it updated. It'll be interesting to see how bad and how much of a gap they can continue to maintain and or build on with everyone else. And so that's where I'm going to end today's uh, NFC Lease Duper Bowl recap show. And uh, if you got into this point, you've already realized that it's uh, extra late posting and other things. Um, a little bit different, and we'll we'll elaborate on. Super Bowl weekend wasn't just in football. It was also for us here at the Ramley Viking Podcast in real life. Very much so. All the leasting. So thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to send in your thoughts to theramleyviking at gmail.com or text in your thoughts now to 580-789-9258. Thanks so much for listening. We'll look forward to the next NFC Lease episode.